What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dad Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Nobel, here with the champ, Keith Williams. How are you doing today, man? I'm great. How are you? Oh, not too shabby today. It's a little little too hot again for me today, but I think that's that's always the case for me. I'm naturally yeah. obnoxiously sweaty all the time. <laughs> well, you, you, you got that you got that beard going there. <laughs> I, you know, I got the beard and the long hair and my body just covered with hair. It's it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I love the background, so good yeah. for you. Yeah, man, it's it's nice to be able to have the, the whole setup here down in the basement. It eliminates yeah. any ex- possible excuse that I could come up with. <laughs> Just walk downstairs, nice. Yeah, yeah, my wife hates it because there's a bunch of spiders, but I kind of like, I feel like I like the aesthetic of the dirtiness and the dank and dirt. dirt. Yeah. <laughs> get down to that dungeon and get after it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So can you tell us a bit about your background, man, how you got into athletics? Um, I mean, just based on your Twitter feed, you're like super fit your whole life. So that's awesome. <laughs> I try. I try. It's important. Um, it's become more important um, as, a, as the years pass. Um, so, no, I just uh, played high school, three sports, uh, football, hockey, and baseball. Um Nice. I had a chance to go play college baseball, which uh, I wanted to do. I uh, didn't really want to go to college, um, <laughs> but uh, to play college baseball, I had to go to college. So, um, so I did that. I got a degree in education, um, became a teacher, coach, coaching football and baseball. Um, and, uh, and now I'm a counselor, um, full-time job, um, part paid as a firefighter the past couple of years. Um, but you're 33 in education coming up. Um, and so, yeah, my two degrees, uh, my bachelor's and master's degree, my, my baseball in my office, when kids come in, my baseball hat sits in front of them because if it wasn't for that baseball hat, um, I, I don't know if I'd have had, uh, the first one, which was a bachelor's degree. So baseball got me there. Um, nice. got out of college and, uh, and when you're done playing sports, um, you can either, you know, do nothing or uh, for me, it was, it was fitness. I was coaching. So we had our kids in the weight room, um, which was, you know, an easy, easy fix, you know, uh, right after school, but get down to the weight room with the kids and, uh, and have fun, get after it. And it's just, here we are now, uh, 30 some years later and, um, you know, still, still trying and, uh, fighting every day. And like I said, the, the important, as the years have went on, it's, 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 become more important um you know to me to 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 fight as long as i can fight fight you know beat father time's ass as much as i can so you know yeah it's funny how that it's similar to me too when i was the older i've gotten the more important fitness has become and i'm i'm very grateful that it's become such a ingrained and intertwined part of my life because if i didn't have all these habits and discipline built up I don't, I don't honestly know, but I feel like it would be so much more of a hassle and a struggle to start if I'm like 40. It's like, oh, this will be the first time I'm in a gym. Not only for the intimidation factor, but you don't know what the hell you're doing. You're going to get injured. Yeah. And I, I got all my injuries out of the way, as many as I could when I was younger. So it's, it's definitely a – I'm grateful that I had that ingrained in me young. And not only that, once I've gotten older, it's <laughs> – I don't think I would enjoy life as much if I wasn't as fit because um, I have I have a 15 month old I think she is 
And I don't know, I, I mentioned it today in a tweet that I see so many people at the parks just like head down, thumbing away while their kids are playing. I'm out there like yeah. chasing her around and she she loves that way more. And I feel yeah. like that's taken away from her. Yeah. 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 And I think what you said is so important. And I think so many people think, well, the weight room, the weight room, you know, the, the gym, whatever, the physical end of it man this is far more than physical the mental the mental is uh how important to to get in um you know you tweeted the other day about uh just or today about being consistent and just getting in there and if you know just staying consistent and uh and once you can get over that hump that that mental end of things how you start to feel about yourself and and so valuable yeah, and as, as sad as it is to say, people treat you better. Um, Societal-wise, it's, I, I feel bad saying it, but it's just a fact. I, I, I've i been in situations with some of my friends who aren't as fit, and I see how people treat them differently. It's not necessarily bad, but there is differences that I've noticed. And for better or worse, I would rather have my side of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, understandable. Understand health, you know, health too, right? So yeah, um, yep, most definitely. Um, so has athletics been a pretty big part of your whole life? I mean, growing up, were you like the athletic family or? No, um, it, it's my dad. Um, my dad was MacGyver. He could he could fix anything, build anything, um, and uh, and I would go out. And, uh, you know, want to be around my dad. And, and, and he was great. So, so when I tell this story, it's, he, he would, you know, he's be working on something and I'd be like, Hey dad, can I help? And I'd try to nail something in and bend the nail. And he'd be like, here, here's another one. I bend that nail. And, you know, about the third one, he's like, give me the hammer, one hammer, boom, the nails in. I'd go, Hey, I'm going to be over here kicking this football around. And, and then when he was done, he'd come, he always spent time with me. Um, you know, throwing a football around, hitting me baseballs, whatever it was. Um, so athletics was my my thing, and 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 I took pride in it. Um, I, I'm not the biggest guy. Um, my senior year in football, I was five six, 120 pounds, um, but I took pride in that, and uh, and and I, I may have, you know, I was probably more of a chihuahua than a pit bull. Um, <laughs> but those chihuahuas are scary sometimes. So they're, I do pride in that. So. They're feisty, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I tried, I tried. So, but it, yeah. And then, like I said, I mean, I, I feel I'm where I'm at because I had a chance to go play college baseball. And because um, I'm from a small rural farming community and most <laughs> of the people, uh, my most of the dads in that community, um, were farmers or factory workers going, you know, um, and, and my dad included, he was a millwright, um, at, at, at a factory in Flint. Um, and I, I just didn't want that. Um, but I also yeah. wasn't fired up about college. And so when I went, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. But I had a chance to play college baseball and that was important to me. So then when, when I was done, like I said, I started coaching, um, started coaching football and baseball and, um, did that until, uh, goodness, for quite a few years. Um, then had a chance to play, or excuse me, coach college baseball as an assistant coach for, nice. uh, three years, four, three or four years. And then, uh, started coaching a, uh, 
summer collegiate league uh, here in the Midwest, and um, and then wanting to be a firefighter took over, and uh, and I, I gave up coaching for it. So it was a good decision on my end. So yeah, yeah, I have a very similar upbringing, just small rural farm, dairy farm country. Uh, everyone was either uh, blue collar or my dad was like one of the exceptions. He he worked. Uh, he was an IT guy. Oh, okay. Uh, for a while. So that's where I picked up all my engineering skills from. And they kind of pushed me to go to school and stuff. And I worked on a dairy farm growing up. So I was very discouraged from living that lifestyle because I experienced it. And it's it's ironic now that I've been away from blue collar work for so long. I have like nostalgic for it. I like I miss throwing bales of hay and just like yeah. being out in the field, just being in nature, and like the desk job stuff's not for me. So <laughs> yeah, That's it's uh, it, it's it, and and I'm sure, even though you say you got away from that blue collar job wise, I'm I, I probably much like me it, that is probably still instilled in you that that work value, <laughs> the work ethic. Um, oh yeah, you, you get your butt up every day. Um, get your butt to work and do do the best job you can do. Um, so I'm sure you you carry that with you every single day. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because um, about a year or so ago, I was out here. <laughs> I was digging up a stump in my yard. Uh, I currently live on Long Island now, and oh, okay. uh, I had a a plumber stopping by, and uh, he's like, "Dude, what are you doing digging up a stump?" I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't want it here, so I'm going to dig it up. He's like, no one does that. <laughs> He's like, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, got me. I'm, I'm going to do the labor myself. I mean, I enjoyed yeah. it. It was it was pain in the ass, but I was, I was being stubborn. I didn't want to pay someone 500 bucks. I'm like, yeah. I can dig up a stump myself. <laughs> you do the hard work yourself, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... How do you balance your full-time job, family responsibilities? I I know you're still working out and stuff. How do you how do you find time to balance all that? Yeah, and I always have. Um, you know, I I see on Twitter all the time. You know, and again, you talked today about you know are you having trouble, you know, finding that time, staying consistent. Um, I I always made it a priority for me, and and sometimes I, I mean, here we are today. I look back and I don't think I saw the big picture. I'm thankful now that I, that I always made it a priority. Um, whether it was finding time after coaching, whether it was, um, you know, a a weekend for a couple hours, you know, on a Saturday or whatever it was, it was just important for me to be in that weight room. Um, and so, um, even going through the fire academy or the EMT school. I mean, if I had an hour, um, I could have come home to relax, um, or go lift. And I always chose to go lift because that helped me be stronger mentally. Um, and that was important to me. Um, and so it's just, yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I certainly didn't see the big picture 20 years ago or 25 years ago when I was doing this. Um, but now that I'm, almost 57 this month um i'm i'm very fortunate and happy that it's turned out the way it did yeah yeah it's very similar when i was younger i didn't like i said i'm happy that i ingrained it in myself but i didn't 
I didn't really think about it long term. Honestly, I was just doing it to pick up chicks when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's but, a, that's probably that's a very valid point. Very valid. <laughs> so. It seemed to work out then. So um, good for my you. Wife, my yeah. wife's grateful for it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, just again, just you said you go to the park and you can be this or you can be that. Um, I'd rather yeah. be in the, in the positive end in terms of health. And, uh, at, like you said, being able to run around with your, your kid and, uh, and have fun and, 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 instill those values, um, in your kids that they're getting to watch you, um, you know, do that. And again, we talked the other day, I, I you know, I don't, I didn't certainly didn't see the big picture, but today my, my daughter's 23 and, uh, she's, um, she's running 10 K's and half marathons and she loves running. And, and my son is, he's a gym rat, loves being in the, in the weight room, um, uh, works out, um, you know, tons and, uh, and, and looks great. So, um, you know, even though I didn't realize it, I guess, again, at the time, you know, when you hindsight, looking back, you're young, you don't think about those things, but, um, Obviously, they were picking up habits, right? I mean, I'm a huge country music fan. And uh, nice. Justin Moore, you know, one of his lines is, we love doing what our, you know, daddies did. And, <laughs> and you think about that, right? You're like, yeah, yeah that's that's true um, in some form or fashion. And uh, I definitely, much like you, um, I have my blue-collar work ethic uh, from my mom and dad, for sure. Yeah, yeah I had a lot of... Uh... Uh, the military side on my family as well. All all of the males in my family, except for me, actually, have been in the military. So I had, uh, I just, my dad was always doing PTs or, like, physical activities. or He was always pretty fit, and my grandpas and stuff, they're always pretty fit. I, I tweeted recently about my grandpa. He's, I think, 84, 85. He still chops his wood down. He still hunts every year. He, he still does all of his... Although somewhat limited, he does his strength training and mobility exercises, and it's just it's pretty wild to me to see that. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so he's passed it down to to you for sure, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit rough around the edges when I was younger because I, I was definitely, I mean, I was just a kid at the time, but I'd like to play a lot of video games and stuff. And he, I remember one time. Like he came to visit and he like hugged me. He's like, "Oh, you're getting a little fat there." <laughs> Jeez, ah. <laughs> Call That's me that honestly, right? Yeah, I mean, I honestly think it's important. Um, I think it, maybe not quite as direct, but I feel like it's a uh, it's missing a little bit culturally these days. People are a little too PC for me, but well, no. I again, I, I keep bringing up your tweets, but you said it's a superpower to be able to. Uh say no speak your mind and uh yeah. be honest with people no i understand yep absolutely. yeah, yeah. and it's it's not even like being a, a jerk about it. it's like you're in denial somewhere in here man i'm i'm just trying to be a friend you you got to take care of yourself yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely so you got two kids you said 20 somethings around those yeah, age yep. my I, daughter's I saw- 23 and my son's 21 yeah I saw your tweet. Um, I don't know when it was, maybe last year or sometime this year, but it was it was like a side by side of you and your son at the gym. Oh, and yeah. 
You definitely got your genetics, man. You, you guys are just... Yeah, genetics do help, right? Let's not, let's not... Yeah, they do definitely help. Um, it's what you do with those genetics. And he's, like I said, he's worked hard. He doesn't even look like that anymore. He's... I'm he's, sure. Uh, he's turned into a... Uh, he teases me all the time. Um, I tell him I'm better looking than him still, but uh, but he's stronger and bigger than me. And I and I give him that. That's for sure. So he gets on my butt because I don't I don't eat a lot. I, I, he wants me to bulk and, and, and get big. Um, I, I like being lean and where I'm at. Um, but uh, but he's right now he's home for the summer and man I I, I need four jobs to make sure he uh, he's uh, I'm paying the bills for his food. So but uh, yeah he he's he's taking it on and um, it's awesome to watch because. You know, it's not like I'm I'm on his ass saying, "Hey, you need you know you need to do this." You need, he's 21. He's a he's a young man, and he's he's choosing his path. And um, yeah, couldn't be more proud of of him. Yeah, you definitely set the standard for him, though. I and appreciate that's, that. That's, it's nice to see. It's it's nice to see it passed down, and that they, like you were saying, they don't. It's not literally a conscious thing on your end. It it might be subconscious, so it like filters up through there. But yeah, yeah, I know I know my dad didn't like purposely work out and stuff in front of me is like yeah you need to be doing this but right right those those things were definitely ingrained in me and i think that's the thing barrett right is is what comes with that you know work ethic being consistent holding yourself accountable you know all those life skills that come from whether it's running or biking or swimming or you know going to the weight room it, it's just yeah. all those life skills that um that you build it, it, it's 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 so essential like we said earlier i mean you get the physical end which is great right but sure. but being able to become mentally stronger too is is as using your word from today empowering so yeah yeah and that was something fairly recently for me that's been that I've been drawn towards in my athletic pursuits. And I talked about it on another episode, but um, endurance training and ultra marathons. I read Goggins' book, actually. Um, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, man, it <clears throat> it was very inspiring to me. I had the physical stuff down pretty well, but I've always been uh, adverse and I hate running. So I was like, I, I just got to tackle something that I hate. And running an ultra marathon was <laughs> right up my alley of things I hate. So um, it was nice to be able to build that mental fortitude. And the more that I did endurance-based training, the more I realized that my body's more than capable. I could probably run 100 miles right yeah. now. Once I get to like mile 20, your brain's like, "Dude, stop! Yeah. This is yeah. this is stupid." And you got to be able to be able to shut that off. And the mental fortitude and training for that is. I tell kids, yeah. Um, I tell kids all the time, your, your, your brain will tell your body to quit before your body wants to quit. You know, you can go further. If you can become mentally tougher, um, you can push yourself. And that Goggins book, I read it this summer. That dude, what I liked about that book is he's a beast and he tells you throughout all the book that he's a beast. <laughs> um, yeah. and not once do you dispute it. You know, like, yep, yep, you are. You're, you're, you're a beast for sure. So it's a great book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I read his uh, his new one recently too, but just just the whole story is phenomenal. Like, yeah, morbidly obese. And he's like, I'm gonna be a Navy SEAL in like three months. Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah. And every goal he set, he just completely kicked ass. So yeah, 
Yeah, great book. I, I suggest it for uh, for anybody listening. Um, David Goggins, yeah. So when your kids were growing up, did they ever work out with you? Or did you guys hit the gym or go for runs together? Um, no, not really. Um, until, well, yeah, in, I would say maybe eighth grade-ish type of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. My son started asking if he could, you know, tag along uh, to the weight room. And matter of fact, uh, I've got a video of him. Uh, um, like I said, we talked genetics. I was five, six, 120 pounds as a senior. Um, he was a, he was a little runt in eighth grade, and I have video of him uh, benching one thirty five for the first time with the forty five you know plate on each side. And, yeah. Um, so that's a great memory to have. But yeah, I, I would say eighth grade. Um, my daughter was a little later. She didn't like you. She didn't really like running. She didn't take running up until maybe the past I guess four years or so. You know when when she uh, she got out of the house and in college and. I think she realized how important it was to uh, stay fit, you know, physically and mentally. And she took that on and, and I'm excited. I get to, you know, I'll go watch her run away a race and uh, um, it's just, it's just fun. Yeah. It's fun to see your kids. And again, I, I think more importantly, and it's not like intentionally, like you said, you know, Hey, I want you to run I, or being, you know, lift, all the time and, and love it. it. It was more about just whatever you're going to do, put a hundred percent into it, have a good work ethic. You know, like we, we talked about it, all those life skills, um, yeah. hold yourself accountable, be consistent. Don't make excuses because once you make them, it's, you, you keep making them. You just keep <laughs> making them. Yeah. It's, it's such a slippery slope. Once you, once you can start, accepting those doubts and the excuses like you said they're just gonna keep piling up because they're never yeah. gonna go away and they're yeah. they are there to rip you apart <laughs> yeah and then, and then the, the worst part is you, you've talked yourself into believing that mm. you're not good enough you're not strong enough you're not able you're in and you take on this this persona that it, it, it you know like you said you 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 know what? I hate running, but I'm going to push myself to do it. And all of a sudden, boom, now you're, you're doing it. And uh, like you said, you could go for a hundred mile run when you used to hate it. And if you just <laughs> believed in that, you wouldn't have never, you would have never done that. You would have never tried. You would have never pushed yourself to, uh, to achieve. So that's the best part about it. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes feel like I'm, I'm like almost echo chambered in a way because I I'm, I surround myself with people who are fairly athletic or at least try, and I sometimes forget that there's people that don't have the perspective of how much athletic transfers to the rest of life. They they're looking at it from the outside in like oh you just a meathead you just lift up heavy things like well sure that's part of it but you know how much of that transfers to real life, not only just like Amen. the discipline we're talking about or the mental fortitude. How are you going to ever go into a meeting and deal with anything difficult if you if you don't have that mental fortitude built yep. up? 100%. Like I, said, I, I feel like I surround myself a little bit too much sometimes, so I forget that there are people that have that perspective. And it's nice 
that's one thing I like about Twitter. Um, I, I'm pretty anti-social media, but I have enjoyed Twitter quite a bit, actually. Um, that's all but, I got. That's all I yeah. got. <laughs> it's, it's the only one worth it for me. The rest of yeah. them are just too nonsensical. But, um, but, but I think, one, like you said, I, on Twitter, I, I only – if anybody starts to be negative, it's like, all right, that's, that's not why I'm here. I'm here for the positive. I'm here for the good. And, you know, there's, I mean, I can list a hundred people on there that I follow that inspire me every damn day. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I'm there for. That I'm, yeah. I'm, I've got it to, to, to be inspired. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Have you had any uh, memorable moments or crazy achievements from uh, your athletic career? Oh uh, no, I wasn't that good. Um, I, I really <laughs> wasn't. I, I, I mean, I, I no. I mean, I, I, I competed every day. Um, I was a good teammate. Um, I played. It's not like I didn't play. I just, I just wasn't anything spectacular. Had certain skill sets. Um, and so no, no, no major, I mean, more so as a coach, um, I've been part of a, um, been part of three state football championships as a coach here, um, in Michigan. That's awesome. Um, and so, but, but again, I, that's nothing to do with me. That's the kids and, 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 you know, the work ethic and, and the want that they had to, uh, to achieve that, I, I got to be fortunate and and, uh, and and be on the bus with them. So yeah, so that's really nothing else. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit for that one, but fair enough. Well, <laughs> I, I I was an assistant coach, not the head coach. So, but um, no, I, I just I was part of. I mean, I say that I was part of some really good. Um, teams that didn't accomplish much because they just there wasn't that drive within and and you can want it as much as you want you know for them and kind of like going to the weight room right or staying fit if, if they don't want it man it's 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 pulling teeth but um this the three state championship teams um hard-working kids goal-oriented kids that blue collar ethic, uh, all those life skills. And, and my guest today, I, I, I don't keep in touch with all of them, but my guest today is the kids off those teams um, are doing just fine. They're, they're, they've probably taken those skills and, and moved on in life and, uh, and utilizing them in, in many different ways. So, and, and yeah. most, much like we are, they're, they're probably phenomenal dads as well. And, uh, and doing a great job. So, yeah. What got you interested in firefighting? Oh man, that's a, that's a long story. Uh, uh, but (laughs) well, what's that? I said, perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm from, we talked about it. I'm from a small rural community. Um, my best friend's dad growing up was the assistant fire chief. Um, but everyone was volunteer. I didn't even know that firefighting was a career, right? Growing up where I did. Um, they were a bunch of dads that were, like I said, farmers, factory workers. His dad was a factory worker as well. Um, he'd come home, um, after his first, you know, uh, his shift and, uh, and, and the phone I'm old, right? So I grew up little kid in the seventies. We did, we had that phone on the wall with the 20 foot, you know, five foot cord and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So um, that would ring. And uh, if there was a fire, um, uh, they had, we had a fire barn. It wasn't even a station. It was a fire barn, a pole barn, two bays. And, uh, and um, you know, he'd run out and get in his, his, his own personal vehicle and he'd take the, the, the light and throw it on top and, uh, you know, off he'd go. And, and it just always fascinated me. And so it was always kind of there. Um, but then, like I said, I, I didn't know it was a career. So the next thing you know, I'm got a degree in teaching and I'm making money for the first time in my life and, uh, I'm coaching and, and I'm in, I'm loving it. So I, I don't get me wrong. Working with kids and, and seeing them grow and helping them along their way. Um, it, it here I am still, this is year 33 for me. So I could have retired two, two years ago going on threes and, and I haven't done it yet. Um, so fast forward, um, I get about six, seven years ago, I got a, a counseling job in the, in the city that I live in where my kids were in the school. Um, there was an opening, so I applied. Um, and across the school, um, on one side of a, a four-lane uh, highway, two north, two south, from, across from the school sits the fire station. And uh, so now it was tempting me, right? So, you know, here I am every day driving by it twice and every day, every day. So this is about 2016 starting. Every day I'd be like, man, I, I, I want to do that. I want to do that. And uh, and so I had a conversation um, with, a, with a firefighter that was there and he kind of told me, yeah, yeah, you go to the academy and then once you're done with the academy, um, they'll send you to EMT school. And I was like, wait, what? You? And he's like, yeah, you got to be an EMT. And I'm like, oof, I don't know about that. You know, so I, and so I, I put it on the back burner. Um, yeah. But every day, drive by, drive by, drive by. So finally, two summers ago, um, on my 55th birthday, um, pulled in. On, instead of going home, I pulled in. Talked to the chief, told me to apply. Applied that night, um, got an interview uh, a couple months later, and uh, and that was October of twenty one, mm-hmm. and then uh, went to the academy in, in January of twenty two, um, EMT school in September of twenty two, and uh, and here we are. So I, I'm firefighter one and two, hazmat, EMT, all. You know, so um, it's been a fun ride. It's been a challenging ride, um, especially um, getting into it this late. Um, I don't have a huge window. Um, But again, another reason to get to the weight room every day. There was another reason to run, another reason to, you know, get on the mountain bike and get out there and be active, just trying to stay because my if I'm going in, my ass wants to come back out um, from the fire. So um, I'm not going in to stay. So um, so just trying to stay fit. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I, um, my dad was a fireman when I was growing up also. No Same kidding. thing. Tiny yeah. little rural town, volunteer. I just remember I would go on calls with him once in a while because he had to drive his own vehicle. He's like, you want to go? I was like, yeah. Hey, why not? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, I volunteered as the little town I live in now. Uh, I went and volunteered, I think it was about a year or so, maybe a year and a half ago. It actually was before my daughter then, so I guess a year and a half. But um, I did it for a while. I, I actually really liked it. I liked 
being able to have some like male camaraderie because that's severely yeah, yeah. lacking in a lot of people's lives, specifically mine. Um, but it ended up turning toxic for me, unfortunately, just because um, I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic and that was like their shtick. Because there's not there's not enough fires and stuff to go around, <laughs> thankfully. Um, yeah. But they they ended up they just drank way too much and I, I it was a bad environment for me, unfortunately. Um, but well, first yeah, of all, congrats on being recovering. Two, congrats on being and recognizing for your sake and obviously those that you loved that, uh, that that wasn't the right environment. So good for you. Yeah, it was tough. I I bet I bet yeah, I can't imagine. It was, it was a tough one. <laughs> but that's all right. We, we made it through. Yeah, better today, right? Well, yeah, I just it just badass you get to walk around in the uniform it just it just felt cool i got to go on some of the parades and stuff with them so i i got some good memories from it as well it's not it wasn't all toxic <laughs> yeah that's good that's good maybe someday down the road never know right yeah yeah exactly i never anticipated volunteering for this one so if we uh when we move out of here maybe the next one will be better yeah i did it at 55 so you, exactly. you, you got some years to work so <laughs> Just get on it sooner or later. That 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 window will shut, but keep fighting, right? Keep fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw in a couple of your tweets you you were you were like mid workout and it seemed like the fire alarm went off, so you had to go on a call and then you came back and just yeah. finished anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and that was the other day. That was last week. Oh um, really? yeah. So I was mid yeah, half almost halfway through. Um and uh yeah, an industrial fire. Um so taking that 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 pre-workout sometimes um, is tough, right? <laughs> but at least you got it in you for the fire, I suppose, and you're jacked, you're ready to go. Um, but yeah, so I was halfway done, alarm went off, um, you know, boom, you change your mindset and you, you suit up in your bunker gear and jump in and off you go. And uh, yeah, it was an industrial fire and, and uh, so we're on the way back and Lieutenant said, so what are you, you going to do? You want to eat lunch? And I, I'm like, no, I got to finish this workout. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, oh, I'm already sweaty and I'm halfway done. And Because for me, and whether it's good or bad, if I didn't finish, I'd have went home and been mad at myself all day for <laughs> not finishing it. So, um, yeah. so yeah, finished it and, uh, and then enjoyed the rest of the day. So That was so funny to read that. <laughs> I was like, oh, Keith's my kind of guy. That's a hundred percent what I would have done, even if it was like a six-hour fire. Like, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, finish. Yeah. This. That's when I get home. Well, and you know what, Barrett? Same thing happened today. We had a, we had a uh, residential fire at three a.m. and uh, yeah, I was there at uh, at I went at well when it was over. Came home, showered, ate, went back, and uh, like, what are you doing? <laughs> We're, time to lift let's go let's have some fun so it's you know what it, it, it's so therapeutic it's it's it, again we've we've you know ad nauseum talked about this it's 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 beyond physical it's it's just oh, yeah i love the physical part but but that just kicks in those endorphins which you know that feeling good and happy and proud of yourself and all of those good things um and so, like I said, I, 
truly, had I not finished the workout, I, I probably would have been antsy, irritable, and pissed the rest of the day. So, um, so I'm choosing, uh, I'm choosing the opposite. I'm, I want to, I want to, I want to be, you know, happy, <laughs> so positive. I, I, I like that and much better. Oh yeah, that's one of the things that I appreciate about following you as well. Is you're, you're like endlessly optimistic and always like i mean you just got the tat recently you're always like let's just I get did, it man. yeah every day that's it's it's awesome and and that's one of the, my favorite things about following you i appreciate it yeah win the day uh, and and that came from day one of fire academy um michigan gets cold um and it was january <laughs> uh, january 4th and you know the alarm goes off at 5 a.m and um I'm getting up to go to work and then I'm going to lift and then I'm going to run home, throw food down my mouth and, uh, and then go to the Academy. And, um, you know, the Academy was from six 30 to 10 30, uh, about 30 minutes away. And so, you know, I, I know when that alarm goes off, I'm not getting home till almost 12. And so I truly just, it became my mantra. I mean, it just, win the day just don't worry about tomorrow um just yeah. just win today and, and and i have grown so much um from choosing to become a firefighter i i i i i'm a much better version of myself because of this experience and part of it was i knew i mean i was nervous as heck that day because i'm like i'm 55 and i'm gonna walk in and there's gonna be 18 19 20 you know um <laughs> Yeah. And sure enough, I was the oldest in the academy, and um, but that's where it started. Just, just win the day. Just, I, I, and I think for everyone, I think so many people worry about tomorrow, next week. Just, just, just win the day. And, and if you can tell yourself at the beginning of the day, win the day. At the end of the day, when you lay your head down, did I win today? And if the answer is no, then you know what? Grow from it. Tomorrow, new day. Wake up. Win the day. So yeah. I, it, it's huge to me. So, so much so that not that I needed another reason to get a tattoo, um, <laughs> but, uh, but it was important to me. It was important to me um, to, to, to see that every day when I brush my teeth and just be from the experience and, and, and hopefully people see it and ask me about it. And, you know, I can tell them what I just told you, just, just win today, man, just win the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great mantra and if more people adopted it, I think there'd be a lot less problems in the world. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not like I came up with it, right. It's not, I'm not the genius that created it, but uh, so I stole it from somebody. Um, but it, but it works for me. So, yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Just find your thing. You'd be golden. <laughs> yeah, and like you, I mean, how, how much has this changed your life? I mean, dad fit. And I mean, changing people's lives how i mean that's got to feel amazing right yeah it really does it's it's way more um enjoyable and it makes me just feel better as a person compared to um my full-time career i'm a software engineer so i just sit there and type sit on my ass all day and I make other people a lot of money <laughs> yeah and i don't honestly i don't even it's not even the money thing it's just being able to see people bend down and be able to pick up their kids without paying like that's priceless man that's that's something that i wish i had stuck with 
Um, I, I talked about it on a previous episode. I used to be a personal trainer when I was younger, but I was just such an asshole that it wasn't working. <laughs> it didn't work out. I didn't treat people well. I didn't appreciate them as humans. And I've, I'm glad that I've grown personally so that I can be able to see that side of things. And again, I mentioned it earlier, I only lifted for girls then. So if, if you weren't doing that and you were just some old guy, I, I was going to be a jerk to you. So now that I've wised up a bit and realize that people are people, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's very rewarding. I, I enjoy it very much. And it's but nice. It's probably, it's probably made you that what you just shared has probably made you even better today with those, the people you're working with though, I would assume, right? I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope so, at least. It, it, yeah, they I'm seem sure they to, appreciate you. Yeah, they seem to enjoy what I say and how I help them. So that in and of itself is the reward. Like I said, I um, just being able to help someone, even just with mobility-related issues, yeah. just being able to bend down and pick up your kid or being able to walk up a set of stairs. It's amazing the things we take for granted sometimes that – like I said, I, I'm, I'm pretty well surrounded by people who are fairly fit, so I don't think of these things like, oh, yeah, if I couldn't walk yeah. up steps, that would be so troublesome to me, and it's nice to be able to help people solve those things. Yeah, and I see it as an EMT. Um, you know, we go out on a car. I had a lift assist yesterday, 83-year-old man, um, chemo, going through chemo, fighting two kinds of cancer, and I felt... I did nothing except we lifted him off the floor, but I felt so great leaving that place because he was so positive. I mean, he had everything against him, everything stacked, and, and he was just fighting every day, positive as could be. Um, and so um, just, just give me the chills. <laughs> yeah, no, just, but just just seeing people, like you said, grow and and, oh, my gosh, I can – walk up the stairs now or I'm running my first 5k I I bet it's got to be amazing when those people reach out to you that you helped so um yeah. just uh just knowing there's people out there fighting a fight every single day um inspires me um and, and and you inspire me with with your tweets and knowing that you're out there um fighting the fight for not only yourself but for others how that's amazing so appreciate yeah. it I appreciate that, man. That that means a lot to me. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I was going to say something, but I got I got the chills when you were talking about that uh, that guy. You oh. it's it's so easy to get caught up, and that's one of the biggest reasons I don't pay attention to the rest of the world, or mainly just media, because they're just going to show me the worst possible pieces of life, and they yeah. just can't be bombarded with all that negativity. And just little glimpses of hope and happiness, like that guy you're talking about. He has no reason yeah. to me that, and he's no, not. He was psyched, and he's like, "Oh yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm fighting. There's, there's no reason to be negative about it. There's nothing I can do except fight. Yeah. So I'm going to." Yeah, and I think, like you said, I mean, those, those, everyone's got a choice. Um, yeah. and, and he could live his life in misery, or, uh, or he can be optimistic and, and fight his ass off, and. Um, so the people that, like I said, the people you're helping, um, maybe they're just not there and they need that little nudge. Um, and so, um, 
yeah, I see both sides. I see the, the sides of the people that you're like, oh my gosh, I, I wish I could just help you and uh, get you motivated. But um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it, they have to be willing. That's something that I've that I didn't know when I was younger, um, and that's kind of why I was an awful personal trainer because some of the clients that I had, they weren't really willing to change they weren't really willing to commit and so i would just write them off like oh, well fuck you then yeah <laughs> and that's that's a horrible way to approach it as i'm sure you can well, imagine <laughs> but i think and i say this all the time i, I think i mean life can be cruel right in in, in the benjamin well, button right we, we should have been born at 90 and worked in reverse and we'd be much better people for sure i think right because you yeah. learn all your you know, all those <laughs> lessons so um I understand what you're saying, but but my guess is um, that experience has made you better for your clients today, and and yeah. uh, you're helping you're helping a lot. So, what's your current training like these days, Keith? Are you training for anything specific or more just general fitness related training? Yeah, I, I I've never I've never I, I think I ran one five k. Um, I've never competed. My son wants me to compete in a physique. Um, but it's just, it's, it's no interest to me. Um, yeah. You know, he's like, but dad, you know, 55 and older, you know, and I'm like, I, what if it's just me up there and I, you're, you win? Well, it didn't mean a whole lot. So no, I yeah. just, I've never, um, I, I have thought, and we should talk at some point down the road here. I have thought about doing the, uh, the hundred miler. Um, Nice. My assistant principal at our school, um, he's done two. Um, he got to mile 81 on the first one and, and didn't finish. Um, yeah. And I saw him grow and the motivation and the desire to make sure that the next one he crossed the finish line. And that just intrigues me. So, so there's yeah. some thought about that. Um, yeah. But that said, um, I do enjoy my time in the weight room, um, and, and that's where I—that's where I choose to spend that extra time. Like I said, I mean during the academy, if I had an hour, I'd rather have lifted than go run. You know, so that's where I'm at right now. Who knows? Um, but that is something that intrigues me—is the—is the ultra marathon. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, the only reason I entertained the idea was because of Goggins's inspiration he's like I failed so many times and it was just I don't know something about that things that like push people past their breaking point is yeah. very appealing to me because I'm always trying to find my breaking point and I haven't ever really found it because I, I don't honestly know if I will I probably push myself till I die because that's how I am wired but it's fun to entertain the thought of getting to a place where maybe I will give in. And I like to even just push myself a little bit to find those things and something about it. It's just, it's scary. It's exciting. And like I said, I've never found it. I don't know if it's possible, but I like the, the thought of, I mean, man, I could run a hundred miles right now. That's, that's wild. It is crazy. It, it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And I think the thing for me, based on what you just said is, you know, I, there's that failure, you know, what is failure? 
I tell people all the time, failure is only when you give up, when you quit. That's that's when yep. you fail. You know, like I said, our assistant principal, man, he was he was distraught. He was down. I mean, he wanted to finish that first race so badly. Um, and at 81 miles, that was it. It was done. And um, But what I enjoyed and why I respect him so much is to then see the, the, how short that down was and how quickly he was like, all right, let's go. I'm doing it again next year and we got to get after this and, and, and to watch him train and uh, to just push himself to make sure that the second one was going to be a hundred miles. Yeah, there we go. Oh, shit. I don't know what happened. My camera just died, and then my mic died, too. There you go. We just talked about that. You didn't quit? Fight back? <laughs> <laughs> Keep uh, going. Now we have a recording of me quitting. Yeah, that's right. You also have a recording of you coming back strong. So, yeah. right? Yeah, that's it. There that's you, all that matters. There you go. You were talking about your... Uh, 
uh, assistant principal, you said? Yeah. 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 Um, so the, so as I mentioned, Goggins got me inch inspired to run an ultra marathon. So this last year is when I started training for running for like the first time ever. And for the record, I still hate it, but I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so how do you motivate yourself daily then Barrett? Ah, oh, good question, man. Um, honestly, so the whole reason I got involved in endurance racing is I found a race that I wanted to run. And it is next year, next September, I'll be running the entire length of the country of Wales. Um, so something about that, wow. something about that was like, oh, man, that sounds really hard. And that's right up my alley. Um, it's a five-day race, I think. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I think it's about, it averages about, I want to say, 40 or 50 miles a day. Um, but, I mean, you're running the whole country, so you got to run up the mountains, and you got all, all the elevation yeah. changes. And something about that, like, whenever I tell people, they're like, oh, that sounds awful. I'm like, yeah, doesn't it? That sounds- <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, right that's the beauty of it, though, right? right? Yeah, it's like... I, that's I'm gonna do that. Like you're never gonna do that. That's something about that's really appealing to me. So this year I started training for my running. I did a five K. That was that was easy. I didn't even need to train for that. Um so then I did uh <clears throat> I went a five K and then I signed up to run the Austin Marathon. Okay. Um I think that was a couple months ago. And so I got everything ready, got my hotel, got my flight. One of my buddies lives in Austin, so he was going to run it with me. Had one of my work colleagues. I was actually going to fly out there as well. So we all met up a couple of days before, got to hang out in Austin. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's yeah. an interesting city. Um, I wouldn't expect that. I guess it's like the weird part of Texas because I expected <laughs> everyone to have shotguns and giant trucks and um, – I don't know. It wasn't like that at all. Yeah. It, I enjoyed it a lot, but I just expected Texas. That's what I had in my head. I needed those big, huge gallon hats and yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, but anyways, next day we go for the race day, get our bib, or get our bibs and all that stuff. Turns out I never signed up for the race. Oh, no. <laughs> so the, the marathon itself had sold out. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Long story short, I ended up running the half marathon because I had a few of those slots left. Oh, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was, my wife is never going to let me live that one down. She's like, oh, did you not sign up for this too? It's like, oh, geez. Brings it up. I yeah. feel like every day somehow. Like, uh.
All right, I'm back. I uh, I killed the other camera. Huh? Whatever. Anyways, um, so yeah, my wife never lets me live that one down. She, I, I swear to God, she brings it up every day whenever she can. <laughs> so anyways, so I ran that, and then I had like a month or so after that was the first ultra marathon that I was gonna run. It was a 50k, and it's like, all right, well, I mean, I ran 12 miles. I didn't quite get the marathon, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run the 50k anyways. Um, and like the week before, I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do it. And I actually, I, I hired a running coach, and he's like, dude, you gotta do it. You've been putting in all this work, just go. And I ended up doing it. And about I don't know, I was about 20 miles in. I hyperextended my knee while I was running because it was a it was a trail run. It wasn't like on yeah. the road. Yeah. So I hyperextended my knee, and that <laughs> it wasn't bad enough. I had to go to the hospital, but it was bad enough that I shouldn't have completed the race. But as soon as it happened, I just, I don't know, something like I heard Goggins in my head. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> like, he talks. Yeah. I'm, I'm finishing this. So I hobbled like 15 miles, and I ended up completing it. And it, it felt great. I, I don't think I would have been able to. I just would have felt bad if I didn't finish it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hobbled. <laughs> it was a good 15 miles. Just like, ah, this hurts. That's awesome. But, I mean, that, again, that you didn't quit. I mean, I know sometimes it, people would say how dumb, how whatever. But eh. like you said, I, you'd have been frustrated had you quit. And uh, and you were able to finish. And I mean, how much stronger mentally are you for that, you know? So, yeah. yeah and that's that was, what you I mean earlier. You said that. You're gonna keep pushing yourself to find your breaking point. What? what I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I figured hyperextending my knee on an ultra marathon might have been it, but I guess I'm just so stubborn. And Great like bad. I said, I didn't, I didn't have any. It wasn't any permanent damage. It wasn't like my knee bent all the way right, backwards. Right. Yeah. And then that's a good, that's a good time to call it. <laughs> gotcha. Yep. But yeah, my my ultimate goal and the reason I got interested in endurance sports is that it's called the dragon's back race because the the elevation changes is so much like a, a dragon's back but the whales one yeah the yeah running the it just sounds badass to say you ran a whole country <laughs> yeah i'm sure there's not a lot of people that can say that it's in september yeah september of next year they have one this year but i'm definitely not ready you're for doing that the one. next step okay all right yep. Yeah, it's it's rough, um, but I, I, it's just gonna be fun. And not even not even just the the race itself, but it goes back to where I grew up and stuff. I just I have to be outside and in nature. There's no there's no peace. There's no better place for me to be at peace and like relaxed. And anytime I do trail runs now, it's it's almost meditative in a way. I'm sure. And. I, I just can't even imagine running through an entire countryside like that. And I used to climb waterfalls all the time when I was growing up. And it's just, just thinking about it makes me happy. So yeah, might as well try to break myself while I do it as well. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. And now I'm sure I, I would imagine it's, it's right there on your mind every single day and, uh, you know, motivating yourself to, uh, to get after it every single day. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Good. And it's like I said, it's just going to be obnoxiously difficult. But those things, 
I I guess I'm just drawn towards them because <laughs> if I if I go for sprints or something in the road, I'll be like, oh, this wasn't hard enough, so I'll go grab my sandbag and be like, I'll just yeah, it's goofy stuff like that. <laughs> hey, that's a, hey, challenge yourself every day to be your best, right? That's it, man. Win the day. Just win the day. Win the day. Perfect. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm I'm upset with my camera, but oh, oh. oh no worries. Listen, man, when I when I got your uh, DM asking me to do this, I was I was beyond uh, beyond honored. So um, I've been following you and seeing the things that you're doing, and and just uh, I mean now you're selling merch, and uh, that's awesome, <laughs> yeah. man. Dad fit. There you go. There you go. Yes. Dad fit. I mean, it, it's, you know, and, and I think the best part of it, why'd you pick dad fit? What was the story behind that? I don't, I don't honestly remember, to be honest with you. It was, it just, I've said it so much. Um, nothing specific about it, but I it just becoming a dad and I'm fit and it just seemed to fit well. <laughs> I wish yeah, I had well, a better story. No, and, no, no, no worries. But what I like about it is, is, is I mean, it's the antithesis of, of, dad bod right i mean dad bod dad yeah. bod dad bod no how about dad fit man so i i enjoy following you um and so when i saw that i'm like man i hope i can live up to this cat here so <laughs> it's been fun it's been fun i appreciate it man yeah well you definitely like i said earlier you set the standard for your kids consciously or not they picked it up and you're a very big inspiration for me as well man not even just the firefighter just the whole storyline and it's nice to be able to chat with you and get a little bit more more in depth because now it's even more inspiring for me <laughs> i appreciate it barrett well you got anything you want to plug by chance uh I'll, i'll put links to your social and stuff i don't know if you do newsletters or any of that stuff I, but... no i i don't my son's on my ass to get instagram so i can uh uh you know i i, yeah. I just I don't know nothing, nothing. You're no nervous. ambassador for anything or anything like oh, that. So there was one thing I have in my note here. Your uh, the coffee, your firefighter coffee. Yeah, I'll you, push you that. Mean? I'll push yeah. that. So right. so the story behind that is, I never drank coffee in my life, ever. Um, let's go back to first day of academy. Remember, I said it's cold <laughs> in January, and it was yeah. a late night. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm driving pitch dark in Michigan in January at, you know, five 30. And, uh, I'm like, damn, I, I'm, I've got to sit through four hours of lecture here. Um, it's freezing. Um, but <laughs> I still didn't think about coffee. Cause I, like I said, I just didn't drink, got to the yeah. station and, uh, they're like, oh, coffee's in the back. And I'm like, everyone had a tumbler like every human being in that academy had a tumbler but me i had a bottle of water i'm like you know what i'm gonna give this a go and uh so i enjoyed it um two days later it was academy again and i'm like well i'll have some more coffee and then i had it the next day and the next day and I've had it every day since. So um, <laughs> I, I, I fell in love with fire department coffee because uh, um, it's great coffee first and foremost, but more importantly, um, veteran owned, firefighter owned, um, and they're, they're, they're about giving back. Um, 
And so, I don't know, a month or so ago, they, they, I had a chance, people had a chance to, to get stock in it. And, uh, so I, I gave it a go and not like I own a lot, you know, I don't have the company car or anything, but, uh, but <laughs> yeah. to say I own stock in something that I didn't even drink for 55 years of my life. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So that's like the, that's like the best Testament they, they could have then. Like, just look at this guy. Never drank it. Now he owns part of the company. That's yeah. how good. Yeah. It <laughs> so so it's, it's fun. It's fun. And they put out some good stuff, man. They put out some funny funny videos and uh and and like i said the coffee is amazing so um yeah that's the story right, behind that yeah nice yeah I'll, I'll put a link to all that in the show notes and stuff but all right man again keith like i said really appreciate you coming on man good chats and uh look forward to getting inspired by you every day man honored appreciate it bear this time I'll actually close it properly and not just drop All right. off. <laughs> All right, my man. Catch you later, Keith. You're doing what you're doing.